It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Redskins, your daily Washington Redskins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, every day, every day, every day. All right, guys, welcome. It is episode number 218 of Locked on Redskins podcast. I am Chris Russell and coming to you from Redskins Park in Ashburn, Virginia, home of the three-time Super Bowl champion Washington Redskins. Good to have you with us. Again, episode number 218, as always, follow at Locked Redskins. At Locked Redskins got a ton of draft content uh, up there, quotes, reaction, numbers, analytics, all sorts of things uh, from the Redskins over the draft. We're going to continue to add content and information there at Locked Redskins as well. Make sure you check out at Locked on NFL Net on both Twitter and Instagram at Locked on NFL Net for all your NFL team news and information. Of course, individually at WrestleMania 621, individually at WrestleMania 621. Now, that's not just Redskins content. Uh, You might see a thing or two about the Capitals, uh, the Nationals, how horrible they are, and uh, why I don't like the NBA playoffs. But besides that, um, (laughs) the Redskins completed the seven-round NFL draft on Saturday night, so that's why we're here. We're going to hear from Redskins head coach Jay Gruden. He addressed reporters after the draft uh, wrapped up. And in case you missed what has happened and what has transpired, of course, we've covered in episodes 216 and 217, the first three rounds uh, of the draft, specifically Dwayne Haskins, Montez Sweat. And in 217, we broke down Terry McLaurin, the new wide receiver that the Redskins drafted from uh, the Ohio State University. So here's what you may have missed since then. Round four, pick 10, number 112 overall, the Redskins drafted former Heisman finalist, running back from Stanford, Bryce Love. Round four, pick 29, uh, and overall, pick number 131, they took Wesley Martin from Indiana, a big old guard, 38 bench reps. Whew, man, strong as bull. Um, so they took him with their second pick of the fourth round. Again, in case you uh, haven't listened to 217 yet, they dumped out of the first compensatory selection of the draft, number 96 overall, and moved to the fourth round with two picks via trade with the Buffalo Bills. Remember, they didn't have a fourth-round pick before Friday night because of the haha Clinton Dix deal with the Green Bay Packers, which, of course, ultimately did not work out. In round five, pick 15, 153 overall. Yeah, they did it. They went back to the well and went to the Alabama Crimson Tide. Roll Tide, Ross Pierschbacher. A center slash guard, played guard for most of his collegiate career, switched over to center, uh, probably going to start there. But, of course, again, positional versatility. You knew the Redskins would take one member of the Crimson Tide, and that's ultimately all they did, believe it or not. Just one Alabama football player, uh, again, Ross Pierschbacher, uh, the center and guard from Alabama. Round 5, pick 35. Pick 173 overall, Cole 
Holcomb, an inside linebacker, also a special teamer from North Carolina. So they address that particular need, get a little more speed, a little more athleticism. Certainly, you can never have enough of that. If you've ever watched Mason Foster run around in space, you know exactly what we're talking about. Now, I don't know if Cole Holcomb can play. Uh, certainly glowing scouting report, but he is a late fifth-round pick uh, for a reason. But the point of the matter is you've gotta, you can make up for mistakes when you have speed and athleticism. When you don't have speed and athleticism and you're asked to cover running backs and tight ends, you're in trouble, even if you know what the hell you're doing, which, again, we saw time and time and time and time and time again with a guy like Mason Foster. Round six, pick 34 of the sixth round, 206 overall in the 2019 NFL Draft. Here's where the Redskins got some pretty good damn value. Kelvin Harmon, wide receiver out of North Carolina State. Some people had him a top five receiver in the class. Certainly most had him at worst top eight, top nine, somewhere in that range. The Redskins, because of a low 40, a 4.6040, actually I think it's 4.61, get him from North Carolina State, so they go back-to-back picks from North Carolina and North Carolina State. The wide receiver, Kelvin Harmon, with good size. Round six, their only pick in that draft. And again, of course, remember, the reason why they had that pick was a compensatory selection. Their original sixth-round pick was surrendered in the supplemental draft last year to get Adonis Alexander out of Virginia Tech. In round seven, they had a couple more picks. Jimmy Moreland, cornerback from James Madison University, not too far away from Redskins Park, about an hour and a half or so. Right off of Interstate 81, Jimmy Moreland, the cornerback, kind of diminutive, small slot, very feisty, very active, short arms, 18 career interceptions, good on special teams. If he makes the roster, certainly he can help out in a number of different ways, but don't ever look for him to play on the outside, uh, of course. But the Redskins need help at slot corner because uh, Fabian Moreau, of course, made the transition to outside corner. He was primarily the slot last year, uh, and... Um, you know, really, Holsey, the kid that they drafted a couple of years ago, you know, had dealt with the injury and just never really kind of got back into the groove, even though he had some promise uh, during and throughout year one of his career. Uh, so certainly some competition and uh, some bodies there. And don't forget, of course, they drafted or they signed Dominique rogers Camardi. Uh, who can play slot, certainly, and is expected to start there at slot. But, I mean, how long do you expect DRC to last, A, health-wise, B, just in his NFL career-wise? And then the final pick of the draft, a 10-pick draft for the Washington Redskins. They took Jordan Brelford, edge defender out of Oklahoma State, with round 7, pick 39, 253 overall. That's one pick away from Mr. Irrelevant. Of course, they had the final pick in the draft last year, uh, which turned out to be Trey Quinn. Certainly some promise for him if he can ever stay healthy. Jordan Brelford, an edge linebacker from Oklahoma State. The second-to-last pick in the draft and the final pick for the Washington Redskins in the 2019 draft. All right, so that's a quick rundown of who the Redskins picked up, selected overall from start to finish. Again, 10 picks, 6 on offense, 4 on defense. When we come back, we will hear from Redskins head coach Jay Gruden with reporters at Redskins Park on Saturday evening. This is the Locked on Redskins podcast. I'm your host, Chris Russell.
Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, we're back here on the Locked On Redskins Podcast. It is episode number 218 coming to you from Redskins Park on a Saturday night as we record this. The draft now in the books. Undrafted free agents being signed or contracts or terms agreed to. Remember, that can change. We're going to bring in our buddy Ben Standig from NBC Sports Washington and NBCSportsWashington.com in just a moment. But first, we hear from Redskins head coach Jay Gruden, who met with the media after the seven-round draft was complete at Redskins Park. It is over. How'd your mock draft do? You're off? I had oh. Haskins, so. Oh, nice. Um... Can you talk about the decision to draft a running back, a fast running back that's coming off a significant knee injury? Yes. Um, very talented. You know, he had 2,000 yards um, in his senior year. He was not on that pace, but he's uh, still pretty darn good. Unfortunately, had the injury. But uh, we thought when you go by the board, he was ranked up there pretty high for us, and he was available, and we took him. Um, give him time to get better, number one, get him in the building, uh, get his rehab going in the right path, which it already is, and the type of guy that he is, team captain, um, I think he'll be ready in no time. When do you expect him to be on the field? I don't know yet. You know, we got to get him in here first. Um, you know, we're, we're obviously aware of the injury, but uh, as far as the length of time that it'll take for him to be 100% uh, in football shape, we don't know that yet. What You obviously have a few guys there at that position already. Um, what's an update on Darius? How has he been, you know, fair during the early oh, it's been awesome this is no reflection of anybody we just got an opportunity to draft a heck of a player with uh, unbelievable production at a big time school uh, but Darius is on track to be a uh, full go soon so the plan at one point seemed to be for by training camp for him is it ahead of that at this point yeah I think so um, you guys addressed a lot of needs but one need I guess would still be free safety what do you kind of plan to do there with if Monte's a question mark yeah, we still have Monte, uh, and we obviously drafted Apke last year, which is a pretty good option. So, uh, you know, and we got Reeves here in the building. He's uh, doing some good things, did some great things at the end of the year in practice squad, and, uh, you know, in DeShazer and, and uh, Landon. So we have five pretty good safeties. We'll address it probably in college, as a college free agents go. We'll probably get a couple there. Jay, what is – you mentioned Monte Nicholson. What is his status at this point? Do you expect him to be able to, to play and be in camp and be able to play start of the season? That's, you know, we're, we're just uh, waiting to see what happens. But, uh, yeah, yeah, I think uh, he should be ready. Is Wes Martin expected to come in and battle Eric Flowers for the starting guard job on the left side? You know, we're going to come in and battle everywhere, really. Um, you know, we haven't had a chance to see these guys in pads yet or anything like that. We just had a nice draft, took a great guard, uh, very productive guard, played a lot of snaps at left guard, which obviously we've uh, – you know, had some issues at that position. Uh, Eric was brought in here. He's never played guard. Uh, Wes has obviously been doing it for a long time, but we're hoping that athletically, uh, the skill set that Eric has, he can do that. But Eric is also a good tackle, so we have some options there, but we'll look at all of them. Uh, is Rasa an option there too? 
Yeah, he played guard Alabama. He transitioned to center this year, and versatility on that front. We've mentioned it many, many times how that comes in handy throughout the course of a season. And Ross has played some big time games, uh, and uh, has played both positions. So it's a great, great to have that luxury of versatility. From a health standpoint, uh, Colt had a third surgery, and we haven't had a chance to ask you about that. Where is he in terms of a timeline? He's in Texas right now, and he will be back here uh, probably next week. Uh, to get everything checked back out. But I think we're hoping that he'll be ready uh, sooner than later. I don't have the exact timeline, though. When he had the second surgery, was it known the third was going to be necessary? Like, is, he, is this still all part of the plan, or did, did, was there some kind of complication they had to go clean up? I wouldn't say complicated. He had an issue that he had, they had to go back in and just check some things out. It wasn't a major surgery, but it was a surgery, and it's going to take a little bit of time to heal. Uh, some things popped up in there that uh, we weren't expecting, but... Uh, he'll be in the process of recovering and rehabbing here soon. What did you guys like about the cornerback, uh, Jimmy Moore, uh, Moreland from uh, James? He's a playmaker. You know, he's player of the year in the conference. Uh, he's team captain. And uh, I like the fact that he gets his hands on a lot of balls. And, and he's very talented. He's quick, quick-twitched. Uh, he played corner. He played some nickel in the bowl games that he played in. Uh, moved around a little bit. I think uh, – you know, as far as crystal ball is concerned, we're going to look at him both at corner and nickel. And I think he's got the skill set that uh, fits nickel extremely well. With Haskins, when you guys went to dinner, apparently he was kind of encouraging you guys to draft him. Does that have an effect on you, or do you hear that from everyone? Like, when a guy he, does something like that, like... He urged us to draft him? That's, yeah. Yeah, everybody wants to be drafted. They all say that. He said that to all the teams, probably. <laughs> Okay, yeah, when, when you look at Kelvin Harmon's profile, looks like a guy that was what you guys are looking for, size at receiver. What do you like about him? And I guess were you surprised? He was a guy that seemed to have some day two projections. Yeah, yeah, very surprised. He was still there. We, we really like uh, Harmon a lot, man. He's a pr another productive guy. The guys we drafted uh, here are all productive players. You look at Wes, he's played a lot of football. Uh, you know, obviously, uh, Holcomb, he's a three-year starter at North Carolina, 100-plus tackles every year, very productive. Harmon, very productive, 177 catches. Moreland, uh, obviously great. Brailford, who we got uh, late here, uh, was productive, uh, led the Big 12 in sacks. So um, the name of the game, you know, is being able to produce where you're at and then displaying the skill set in the offseason at the combine or your workouts or the pro days or senior bowls. And then we have an opportunity to take it, but we like uh, all their skill sets and their production. Jay Harmon, oops, did I jump in? Uh, go ahead, Green. Uh, um, Harmon's a little bit bigger. McLaurin's a little faster. How do you see them fitting in as far as, you know, kind of having different body types and different kind of skill sets to go along with Paul and Josh and the group that you have now that yeah. all have kind of do a little bit different things? Well, on game day, you dress five receivers and usually use – at least four of them you know sometimes your fifth one might be a special team ace or what have you but four of them are going to get in the game a lot so i think their skill sets will be used appropriately you know Harmon, uh despite his so-called 40 time he can still run down the field and make some plays you see him making plays on deep balls all the time he may not get the great separation but he's got great leaping ability times are great he's got big strong hands he's physical he's also a great blocker as well um, so Terry, Terry is another guy who can take the top off, but he's run all kinds of routes. He's run shallow crosses. He's run stuff across the middle. Uh, they're both very versatile in their route tree. That's why we like them. Um, they, they don't just run bubble screens and, and 
hitches or go balls. They, they run a little bit of everything. NC State had a great passing game, and he was a big part of that without a doubt and uh, ran all kinds of different uh, route combinations and routes. So they're both very uh, diverse in what they can do. When you look at a guy like Holcomb, who was a walk-on and turned himself into an all-conference type of performer, what does that tell you about the kid, and how you, do you evaluate a, a progress like that as you try to frame a, an NFL prospect profile, if you will? Well, when you're looking at linebackers uh, this day and age, you want to make sure that they have the ability to cover in space, and that's what his gift is. He's very good out in space. They asked him to play uh, a coverage out there where he's got to take the number three receiver, take him to the flat, take him up the field, and also play the B-gap. I mean, it's not easy for a linebacker to do, so sometimes it looks like, well, he's not running, but this guy uh, can cover uh, out in space, and I think he's got the physicality to him. I've seen him take on blocks and do some great things uh, in that regard. He had 22 tackles against Army. I saw that game and uh, watched a lot of him, and I was just wondering why he wasn't as highly touted as a lot of these other guys because he has his speed. He ran 4.48, I think, at his pro day, uh, like a 38-inch vertical. He tested out of the out of the moon so you say well he's just a tester no he had 100 tackles in three years in a row so he's had 300 tackles at North Carolina so he's had production so uh, I think it's a, a great pick in that spot I'm excited to get him in here is he a guy who can call a defense as well Mike or Mo he's for you guys? Uh, very very smart yes he can do whatever you want he can probably Jay, is, is there a position group uh, in particular that you're going to look to fill here um, in the next few hours as you guys sign free agents? I think all of we're looking at the depth everywhere. Probably need a couple more linemen, safety, like you mentioned, uh, a couple more receivers for sure. So um, I think every position will add a couple spots. Um, John, John, you can have a question. <laughs> okay, thank you. Kareem's already asked four. <laughs> with, with, with all that you guys have done on defense this offseason and then with the draft, with Montez, a couple of these guys, how do you view the defense you know, now, where you're at right now? I'm excited about it. It starts with adding Landon, you know, free agent. Um, so th that's the uh, obviously the tone setter that we were looking for. And then uh, getting some of the guys back. Uh, obviously, Reuben Foster is a wild card for us. We're excited to get him in the building. We're teaching him the defense right now, getting him on the field. We can't wait to see him run around. Sean Dan with a year under his belt. It's going to be great. Um, some of the draft picks that you mentioned, uh, the young defensive line that we have. I think we're all very excited about the prospects of our defense being fast uh, and physical. And uh, the cornerback situation with Dunbar coming back and Fabian's versatility to play nickel inside or outside and adding Moreland and, uh, you know, uh, Danny Johnson and obviously uh, the rest of the guys getting more experience. I think uh, things are looking up. We've got to go out there and play and, and play together. Flipping on the other side of the ball, five of the first six picks were on offense. Was that more of a conscious decision to work on that side of the ball or was that just, like you've said, the, um, where guys fell on the board? Yeah, a little bit of both. I think, uh, you know, there was talks with all those picks that take defensive players, but we just thought the best player at that time was the offensive player that we took. So, um, you know, we're, we were uh, just kind of went by the board. You know, like I said, Kyle Smith and the scouting staff did a great job. Bruce um, uh, did an excellent job picking the right guys. Well, time will tell, obviously, but uh, we're excited about the guys we have. Yep. All right, that is Redskins head coach Jay Gruden meeting with reporters on Saturday night. When we return for a final hit here together, episode number 218, our buddy Ben Standing will join us from NBC Sports Washington, NBCSportsWashington.com. That's next. Three, two, and one. 
Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, guys, we welcome you back. It is episode number 218 of the Locked On Redskins Podcast. We're here at Redskins Park as the seven-round NFL Draft 2019 has wrapped up. And a guy who's always great to talk to, he knows it all when he does uh, NFL coverage, NBA coverage, college basketball coverage, mock drafts, fantasy football. He just does it all, except he doesn't like hockey. I can't convince him. I can't convince him to see what I see, but that's okay. He's still a good dude. It's my buddy Ben Standig, who a lot of you may remember, sure, from NBC Sports Washington and NBCSportsWashington.com. Make sure you follow him on Twitter at Ben Standig. On day three of the draft, the Redskins started it off with Bryce Love. They got an off- got an offense, uh, two offensive linemen, one from Alabama, one, uh, again, that's from Indiana, 38 bench reps. Um, and they got a couple of wide receivers overall in the draft, not just on day three. Overall, do you feel like the Redskins did a pretty good job on the surface? Yeah, on the surface. I mean, they had so many needs going into this. That's like going back to the first round. You could have told me five or six different positions. They could have gone at 15 and – I could have justified the position, forget the player, but just the position. And they addressed it. They addressed most of those in the draft. I think safety is really the only thing where you talk about a glaring hole that they didn't get to. That said, they did in one of the UDFAs that I just reported. They added this kid, Jojo McIntosh from Washington, who I wouldn't won't pretend that I, I've heard of prior to, um, to this news, but a quick look at his, profile he was ranked as like a top 300 player according to Mel Kuyper and others and it looks like he's a potential guy to commit and the fact that a guy like that who I've never heard before or seen or, or seen is potentially a guy I'm like oh maybe he's maybe he can help says something about where the free safety is that said they needed guards they, they had two uh they needed receivers they added two that's on top of Haskins on top of Sweat two guys who obviously first round talent we, we understand what we, what you needed there. So I think, by and large, I think they did a pretty good job, moved down a little bit. I think getting Kelvin Harmon in the sixth round is a pretty big, potentially a pretty good value play. He was a guy that I thought could be a second or third round pick based on you know stuff you, you heard about pre-draft. So, you know, by and large, it seems like they did a pretty good job. Obviously, the devil's in the in the details, i.e., how do they perform on the field? But, you know, I think you can feel reasonable about the situation. With Kelvin Harmon, the kid that you just mentioned, and we, we talked about where he went in the draft, uh, sixth round, you know, I'm sure much lower again than he was hoping, certainly much lower than really anybody uh, had, as you kind of alluded to. And certainly we thought, you know, second, third round, somewhere in that range. But you never know when it comes to the NFL draft. How much do you think that 4-6 speed – really hurt him and I guess what I would say is is there have been four six-ish guys that have been pretty good do you look at the 10-yard splits which are just in line and in par with guys that went at the end of the first round and Debo Samuel who went early in the second round like what do you value in a receiver I guess big picture you know the ball goes in the air 
and you go up and catch it? Like, I mean, I, I like, I, I'll I'll leave all the the data to other people to some degree, but what I saw on, you know, some 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 tapes, some highlights, some things like that, he goes up and makes plays. There's a sense of he doesn't get great separation. That's part of the problem. But he's very good at the 50-50 balls. He's got really good hands. So at least if he has a weakness, his strengths offset it to some degree. So it feels like that's important. And Jay Gruden mentioned the separation issue without us, I think, prompting it, which makes me think, okay, they've, that was part of their thought. They, you know, part of their uh, thoughts there. The Redskins need size at receiver. They have talked about needing a go-to guy. His basic profile is of that type of player. Is he going to be fast enough? I guess we'll just have to see, but you know, there's also the time speed versus game speed, as we know. So I think he's pretty interesting, especially at that point in the draft. And then, you know, for anybody who's like saying that's a six round pick, I would just say go look at the Redskins depth chart at receiver and then tell me that anybody can't make this team. Because after you get past Josh Dotson and Paul Richardson, I defy you to point to anybody. Okay, I guess it was like Terry McLaurin now. I defy you to point to anybody else and tell me hundred percent they're on the team. I mean, I guess you can you want to tell me Trey Quinn. We're talking about the guy who was the last pick in the draft last year. So no matter how interesting he is to them, there's no asset value. There's no commitment there. So that position is wide open. I absolutely think a guy like Kelvin Harmon could make this team if he comes out and, you know, plays well in camp. I guess big picture, you know, you have also guys like Robert Davis who missed all of last year, Cam Sims who missed all of last year outside of, uh, you know, week one where he got, you know, where he got injured there. Um all of a sudden, though, the wide receiver group doesn't look as awful as it did, which is what the draft is all about. And I guess I would add the running back position, and that group is now a lot deeper because they took Bryce Love out of Stanford. Now, Bryce Love, I wouldn't expect him to compete until at the very minimum the second second half of 2019, maybe not until 2020, again, depending on the complete medical picture. Uh, and he says, I guess he's going to be ready to go at some point during training camp. To me, there should be no rush on the surface. What do you make of that selection, both the player and as well the fit in terms of looking at the running back group as a whole? So I did a uh, series on NBC Sports Washington where I did a seven-round mock for the Redskins. I did it three different ways, sort of, okay, if they start off the draft this way, you could go this way, or here's another scenario. And one I went with, best player available scenario. And while the while running back, in theory, ranked low on the list of needs, in, in, a, in a sense, if you put every position in the list of needs, there would it seemed to me highly likely that in day, late day two or fourth round, the best player on the board could be a running back based on just the level of the running backs in this year's draft. I suspect that's what that's what happened here. Bryce Love was the Heisman runner-up in 2017, over 2,100 yards from scrimmage. His numbers last year weren't that great, but the talent's there. He then tears his ACL in the last regular season game, and that's why he slid because he was, I think, getting first-round talk and but but in terms of the the idea of the Redskins not needing a running back to me that's relative to all the other holes because here's the reality you know this and I'm sure your your listeners do Darius Geis last time I checked he's never played an NFL game coming off an ACL Adrian Peterson 34 years old he obviously was good last year but you know things faded as the season went along to some degree Chris Thompson everybody's favorite player injured a lot he's a free agent after the season and then you got Samaj P. Ryan, who just it hasn't worked, it hasn't clicked at all since he's been here. And that's your that's your situation. You again, you can't look to that and tell me you can't add more help. Now that they added a guy who maybe can't play this year, or at least much of the year, 
is a little curious. But on the other hand, if they are looking, okay, we have those three guys at the top. That's our running back. We're good. But next year, who knows if Peterson will still be around, Thompson, et cetera. So I, it feels like this is more about 2020 than 2019, which is, you know, again, sort of curious when you have a coach who don't know exactly where he's going to be after this season. But I, I think th- this offense needed more playmakers. When healthy, Bryce Love looks like a playmaker. So from that perspective, I get it. I just don't know what he'll do for them this year. All right, that's Ben Standig of NBC Sports Washington, NBCSportsWashington.com, and, of course, the original host here of the Locked on Redskins podcast. We're here at Redskins Park. I'll tell you what, I, I'm going to – wrap this part of our conversation up uh, and if, if you could join me on the next episode which we're going to record all together here for another couple of minutes I would very much appreciate that because I want to dig deeper on a couple of things Is that okay for you deal Christopher whatever you want my guy Ben Standig make sure you follow him at Ben Standig that's going to do it for us right now on this episode more content more Locked on Redskins podcast to come throughout the weekend and the early part of your work week. Thanks for being with us right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. Adios. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked on NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.